Hello, I'm Amy Stevenson and this is The Human CEO. In each episode, we'll be meeting with CEOs and senior leaders to understand their approach to leadership, the challenges they faced and how they overcame them. We'll also be asking what they feel it takes to be a great leader. When people have told me I can't do things, they tend to be what's driven me the most. Or when people have given me critical feedback, you know, that's really when when things drive me or spur me on. Welcome to The Human CEO. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson, and today I'm joined by Dr. Ellen Half-Davis. Ellen is the CEO of Aparito, an award-winning global healthcare medtech company that provides innovative patient-centric solutions to gathering patient-generated data outside of the hospital setting to streamline the drug development process. Ellen shares how her years of clinical, academic and regulatory experience has enabled her to build a business that meets the needs of patients, physicians and regulators. Ellen joins us today to share her insight as a leader and a human CEO. Thank you for joining us today, Ellen. It's great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. Delighted to join you. I'm looking forward to it. There's lots of lots of stories I'm sure you can share in terms of your leadership. So can you, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about your organisation and what it stands for and what you're working towards, please? Yeah, so Aparito is a digital health medtech company. Uh, we're primarily based in Wales and the UK, although we've got Dutch and American uh, um, sort of subsidiary companies as well. Mm-hmm. And Aparito has been created as a company to change the clinical trial experience for patients, um, specifically pediatric patients and those with rare diseases, although it's extending to, to other non-rare diseases as well. Um, and the core about it is to introduce digital and remote um, data capture to support the patient experience. Fantastic, fantastic. And so you started, am I right to think you started your career as a paediatric nurse? Yeah, so while Aparito is sort of seven years old, uh, I've been working in this area now for sort of 27 years. And, um, you know, I was a a clinical nurse first and foremost. I'm very proud of my clinical nursing um, sort of heritage, if you like. And I think having that firsthand experience um, really helped in terms of, um, you know, really trying to really getting a, a firsthand experience of what it's like for patients and their families to come into hospitals and to go through mm-hmm. clinical trials. Um, and I think that experience really stays with you. And everything I've done since has always sort of been with that experience and that memory of, of supporting patients and family day to day. Fantastic. And so Aparito now is seven years old. You've got operations in in multiple countries. As a leader of that organisation, what kind of challenges are you up against at the moment? Oh, well, I think there's always a new challenge. Um, You know, I think it's it's an interesting time for Aparito. I I would say that at the moment, Touchwood and all things going well, we're we're in a really positive and exciting place. We've we've got a great product, great Mm -hmm. team, great clients that we love to work with and and supportive um, social impact investors. So overall, as it stands today, you know, it's it's a really exciting time for the company. Um, That's not to say that over the last seven years, we have had some epic challenges along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would probably take about a week if I went (laughs) through all of them. Um, But yeah, you know, it's anything from financial challenges, you know, a Mm -hmm. real struggle to pay the bills and pay the salaries, 
and uh, you know to either you know secure investment or secure contracts uh, that that allows us you, you know to grow so there was a lot of financial concern in in the earlier years and and that again it's one of those things if you if you've had a approaching christmas and a worry that you're not going to have enough salaries enough money to pay all the you know employee salaries um that that horror feeling really sticks with you because you feel quite responsible for <laughs> people's yeah. you know mortgages and feeds and that kind of thing um and and it brings a real stress of its own and then you know there's the people aspect and growing a team is really really difficult um and getting people to to work on the same page as you when in a startup or a rapidly growing company, things change every single day yeah. and um it's been really hard to get people to understand the urgency and the challenges um, and to grow with you in the journey um, mm -hmm. because that ability to grow and expand in the journey uh, is really critical in from an individual perspective, from a team perspective, and then ultimately from a company perspective as well. Yeah, absolutely. And to go from growing a business to growing the team to then continue and taking that next step in growth, that's a real challenge as a leader. So in terms of your journey into leadership and how all of that evolved, can you tell us a little bit about how that happened? So how you went from nursing and, and then have grown the business and become a leader? Yeah, so I guess my professional career was, you know, a children's nurse for 11 years. Then I went to academia to do my PhD. Um, then I went to work as a scientific advisor at the European Medicine Agency. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I founded Aparito. Um, and then from uh, my parallel life, if you like, you know, I, I played rugby for years, mm -hmm. which is a massive team sport. Then I got into extreme adventures. So, you know, rowing across the Atlantic, rowing across yeah. the Indian, sailing the Pacific, you know, lots of other extreme adventures. And those extreme adventures definitely gave me the resilience and the strength and the sort of um, belief that if you really focus your mind on anything, you can achieve anything. Absolutely. But when you translate that to leadership, um, you know, I think the thing about leadership, and I read a quote, it's actually not the first person in line that's, you know, the, the key thing. It's who's the second person to follow them and to believe in them that really actions it. Uh -huh. um, and so, you know, I've been lucky in all those sort of my adventures or in Aparito to be able to convince people to come along me for, join me for the journey and to share my vision and, and support mm -hmm. me in that way. Um I was recently involved on a um, Academy of Medical Science run a leadership program called Flyer. So it was future leaders in in education, um, in science and clinical care and stuff. And I was really fortunate to be appointed and selected to be on that one. And uh, it was a really amazing two-year program there were 17 of us and we really gelled as a, as a group but it was all about you know trying to identify what leader uh type of leader you are mm -hmm. and i think the the key thing that struck me was the difference between being able to be a good leader um but to separate that from line management and, yes, and kind yeah. of that sort of uh because i i find that actually 
line management is really hard and having that radical candle uh, in terms of, you know, supporting your team and individuals to grow in an honest way that, that works for them and the company mm-hmm. is really, really hard. Um, whereas being a leader is a, is a different skill set. Um, and, and I've kind of struggled sometimes to, mm-hmm. to, to move from one to the other. Yeah. Well, that's, that's entirely understandable. And the list of adventures that you've you've done previously, I mean, you just reeled those off with sailing across the Atlantic, and, you know, as though it was sort of Tesco's on Friday and uh, Morrison's on the following week. So with regards to those adventures then, what else What else did you take from them from a leadership point of view? I mean, were you, were you leading those expedi- expeditions or was it purely about the resilience and the, the sort of inner... Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, there was on on some, you know, different different ones and different, you know, the there was a huge amount of effort to put things together. So, you know, you need the the drive to to plan everything, to get the funding, to get the boat yeah. ready, to get the food ready, to you know, every one of those things uh-huh. takes a, a drive to keep on going. Um, I would say that in terms of the leadership stuff. People need to see you do it for themselves, for yourself, mm-hmm. and keep mm-hmm. on going. Um, and they need to sort of be able to see that you're still rolling your sleeves up and still getting involved in the nitty gritty, and you know, willing to to go from you know the glamorous you know TV interview to scrubbing out the bucket that people yeah. use for the toileting. Um, and I think if people can see that you're, you know, leading on, on all those fronts, they're more likely to, to join with you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, do you feel as though there are characteristics that all leaders need to have to be successful or is it a case by case situation? I think leadership, you know, there's lots of different leadership styles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I think we're aware that, you know, this whole inclusive leadership now is really important. Mm-hmm. I feel that there are different leaderships required in different scenarios, though. So as an example, you know, the leader you'd need in rough seas and heavy weather when things are really tough. Yeah. It's quite a different leader that you need when you've got champagne sailing and the sun is out and everybody's having a jolly. Uh-huh. And yeah. so um, the challenge is for one leader to be able to to have those styles and those approaches for all the different scenarios. And, and I think that's really true in Aparito um, in terms of growing a company. You know, there are certain times that you need to pull pull the team together yeah. and get them to to focus and you know you know clients aren't happy timelines aren't being hit work aren't getting done to the quality you want them to so you want to sharpen mind mm-hmm. um whereas other times you want them to to not feel you know such pressure and to enjoy the successes yeah. um and you don't want to be like jekyll and hyde but mm-hmm. also they do require different attention, different focus and how to pull people through yeah. those different scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in some situations it's difficult to even to, to take that step back and recognise that that situation has changed and therefore you need a different leadership style. So it goes beyond adaptability, doesn't it, in terms of you know, the, the foresight to see that things are changing. Yeah, absolutely. And and just conveying why things are changing, you mm-hmm. know, just getting the people to understand that, that the situation has changed or the scenario has changed yeah. and therefore there, there needs to be a different focus and a, a different approach. Yeah, absolutely. And so 
earlier in your career or at some point in your career, has somebody offered a piece of advice or was there an experience that shaped your approach to leadership? Oh, good question. I think the fly course certainly was quite instrumental. Um, interestingly, I think it's been more about the fact that, um, you know, when people have told me I can't do things, they tend to be what's driven me the most. Uh, or when people have given me critical feedback, um, you know, that's really when when things when things um, drive me or spur me on. There's certainly a few people that I've had in my career that I've you know really looked up to and admired in terms of their professional skills and and that kind of thing that I I sometimes draw on and say I wonder what that person would do in this situation. Or yeah. um, so I think there's role models that I've I've looked at as opposed to maybe one specific piece of advice. Yeah, okay. And in terms of advice then, if someone was looking to follow in your footsteps, so either they were right at the start of their career and hoping one day to lead a business or they were maybe further on in their career but about to take a step into a leadership role, what advice would you offer someone in that position? Yeah, I think where I've landed now is um, as a leader, I think, you know, the the key thing is I want to be respected, which is probably more important than being liked. And obviously we all want to be liked, um, but sometimes as a leader, um, it's not necessarily compatible to be uh, liked as such. But I would, you know, very much think that if you're a leader and you're seen to be doing uh you're seeing to be moving things forward you're leading by you know by example but you're enabling others so it's, it's not necessarily being at the front yeah um but you're willing to be at the back also sort of digging the trenches as well um and that, that you can show show that um and then i think it's a really hard time to be <laughs> sort of managing that split between leadership and, and and management again you know i think mental health has become a major issue in the workforce now and you're managing different individual with different needs and that kind of thing um and so you know my aspiration now moving forward having had a few difficult experiences is is you know to to be respected if not liked um, and to be remembered for sort of, um, you know, enabling others to, to have career opportunities um, and, and move their own passion forward. Absolutely. Fantastic. And you mentioned the, the mentors and the people you come across earlier in your career having an influence on you. Is there one leader or a couple of leaders, past or present, that you really admire? And if so, why? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Angela Merkel's um you know, retiring uh, or stepping down at the moment. And, oh, my God, what a what a leader has she been, you know, what a consistent and and I think that the, the, she epitomises really what leadership is about in the fact that, you know, she's been consistent, mm-hmm. she's kind of stepped up and, and done, made decisions that were not popular, uh-huh. um, but actually because she's so consistent and communicates um, she has stayed in post for probably the longest democratic leader that, yeah. <laughs> that we've had for some time. So, you know, from a political point of view, which I think we'll all for, uh, say that it's, it's quite hard to have a leader in politics that you can admire in this country anymore anyway. But but certainly Angela Merkel is is one that, that really inspires. And then, 
you know, you have other characters like uh, Marcus Rashford, I think, mm-hmm. um, that the footballer yeah. who great, showed great leadership, but in a in a completely different, you know, role, right? So he's showing yeah. leadership in a role that's beyond his day to day job or his expectations, really. So, and and those sort of ones are are really great to see coming through. Absolutely. Fantastic. And so final question then, what's next for Aparito over the next six to nine months, six, 12 months? What's on the cards? Yeah, so we've seen, you know, a huge growth in the last sort of 12, 18 months, which has been really exciting. The team's really uh, gelling really well. We've got lots of diverse skills and experience. Um, and I think I you know, commend the team that they've grown not having met each other, working mm-hmm. remotely, being interviewed and, you know, appointed. And, and that must have been hard for them too. Uh, we're looking to expand to the US and start recruiting US um, mm-hmm. colleagues because uh, we have quite a lot of US clients. Mm-hmm. And so working to, to expand the, our presence there um and and yeah hopefully finish finish the calendar year uh, on a real high in terms of uh you know probably another five or ten employees maybe if it goes well um and, and hopefully a few more uh colleagues yeah absolutely um, and clients i should say yes absolutely absolutely well i wish you the best of luck with it i really enjoyed speaking with you so thank you for, for taking the time ellen thank you so much for having me